This is 1750 Arts at Idlewild's Praying with Your Hands podcast. My name is Ann Bradley Thomas. The four elements of nature are water, wind, earth, and fire. Last year, we reflected on water. This year, the theme is Meditations on Fire. The vision statement for 1750 Arts at Idlewild is opportunities grounded in our divine creator, which stir imagination, provoke wonder, form faith, and invite transformation. In May, there will be an online art show on the fire theme, so look for more information about that. Fire is always in a state of change. It cannot be touched. It has no weight or defined shape, and no animal can live in it. Fire is a paradox. Fire is the energy of creation and makes all life possible, but it also can cause destruction. The element of fire is often associated with the direction of the south, the noonday sun, and the season of summer. It is also a symbol of human passion, illumination, and transformation. We will visit four imaginary rooms with the sound of fire to transition us between the rooms. A list of resources will be shared at the end. The first room offers a place to center yourself to this time today. As you enter the room, you're led to a seat in the middle of a dark room. Get comfortable. Take a deep breath. Take a slow breath in for five counts. Hold for two and release for seven. Take another deep breath. Feel your skin that is touching the chair. The skin on your body is exposed to light, but only accounts for 15% of your body weight. Rest knowing that 85% of your body lives in darkness. Darkness is the origin of everything that is born. Rest in the darkness. God has been creating the universe for billions of years. Rest in the dark that bore the stars. Only 1% of the earth's volume sees the sun. Rest sitting on the crust of the earth. When you were formed, the life-giving oxygen your mother breathed moved through her body in the dark to you. Rest knowing you were formed in your mother's peaceful, dark womb. As you sit in the presence of the cosmic energy that is creating in the dark and light, the light slowly increased to reveal you're in a planetarium. Listen to the words of C.S. Lewis and John O'Donohue as the stars appear. One moment there is nothing but darkness. Next moment a thousand, thousand points of light leap out. Single stars, constellations, and planets, brighter and bigger than the world. There are no clouds. The new stars and the new voices began at exactly the same time. If you had seen and heard it, you would have felt quite certain that it was the stars themselves that were singing. That it was the first voice, the deep one, 
which made them appear and made them sing. Light cannot see inside things. That is what the dark is for. Minding the interior, nurturing the draw of growth. When we look into the heart, may our eyes have the kindness and reverence of candlelight. And when we come to search for God, let us first be robed in night. Put on your mind of mourning to feel the rush of light spread slowly inside the color and stillness of the found world. As you listen to the pause before the next room, perhaps consider how you are being called to see creation in the dark and in the light. The next room has artwork depicting the element of fire. There's a sign that encourages the viewer to look at the art, then reflect on the wordless story of the art. As you turn to your right, you see an installation by Emily Louise Gosso, titled Dancing with London and Looking at the Sun with Your Eyes Closed. There are two large figures of a dog that are facing each other. The dogs are on their hind legs with their paws up front in the air, their tails out in the wagging position. Behind the dogs are three sheer muslin curtains hanging on a wire that extend wall to wall. Behind the curtain, there's a very large round fabric sun hanging a few feet away from the wall. Both sides of the fabric are painted in tones of gold, bronze, red, and rust. The plaque tells you the artist lost her vision in 2010. This piece was created from a memory of dancing she had with her guide dog after the dog received a good diagnosis. The sun was created from a memory of looking at the sun and closing her eyes and the feeling she felt of the sun behind her eyelids. The sun is a meditation on color and how you can experience color more physically and emotionally. The next exhibit is one very large photograph with smaller ones surrounding it. There's a rope 10 feet from them with a chalkboard and sign. The sign says stop, pause, reflect on your first thoughts of the photograph from afar before proceeding and if you want, write your thoughts on the chalkboard. You look at the contrast of deep, rich red colors woven with black in the photo. You can't tell what the image is, but you know it's neither plant nor animal. You look down at others' descriptions and see that it reminded them of folded thick wool blanket, yarn, and a lock of hair. You move past the rope to the exhibit and see that it is a photograph of fluid-like folding lava rock taken in Hawaii by Justin Resnick. The other smaller photographs are from the same series. Some of them are more images of the volcano that is a few hundred thousand years old. And some of the photos are of the other islands. The oldest island is a millions of years old. There, volcanic images are filled with flowing lava and rushing waves. 
The island images have magnificent trees, beautiful beaches, calm waters. The author reflected on his memory of taking the photos and titled them New Earth, Lava Fingers, Paradise Beach, and Secret Cove. The last wall has one painting by author Dove. The plaque next to the painting tells you about the artist. He is a painter who uses the vocabulary of color, shape, and line to create emotionally charged and brilliantly colored scenes. Next to the painting is a quote by the artist. We cannot express the light in nature because we have not the sun. We can only express the light we have in ourselves. The small oil painting is titled Fire at the Sauerkraut Factory. The painting was painted from a memory of a large fire he witnessed that he said sounded as though someone had run a zipper down between two rows of machine guns. The foreground has a spiral fireball of yellow and bright pink purple. Beneath the shooting flames that go upward, are outlines of trees and telephone poles withering in the heat. Colin Carroll described the painting's fire as an element that's mysterious, beautiful, and scary at the same time. In the painting, the flames are thick bands of intense color that reach towards the sky and fill up the whole canvas. Vibrant flames of red, orange, pink, and yellow burst from the white heat of the fire's core. The artist applied the paint in curving lines to show how the flames writhe and leap out of control. As you listen to the pause before the next room, perhaps think of a memory you can bring to light with art. The next room has large stained glass pieces of art that are lit from behind, creating a rainbow and shadows on the opposite wall. The painted glass depicts images from nature. One panel is of the northern lights that create green glow of rays, spirals, and dynamic patterns dancing in the sky. One panel captures a lightning storm's pulse of energy. White lines of the lightning come dramatically down from the top and look almost like the roots of a plant spreading out for water. One panel is a drumstick plant in Australia that looks similar to the U.S. palm tree, but with grass on top. Even though the trunk is charred from a recent fire, there is a flower head growing at the top that is a testament that life is renewed after the fire. The last panel depicts a field of tulips. Their bulbs planted in the dark soil waits for another season to grow upwards towards the sun. Their deep shades of purple and some are pure white. Every color in the rainbow is represented and some even have petals of multiple colors. Next to the art are these words by Anne Dillard. If the landscape reveals one certainty, it is that the extravagant gesture is the stuff of creation. 
The whole show has been on fire from the word go. I come down to the water to cool my eyes, but everywhere I look, I see fire. That which isn't flint is tender, and the whole world sparks and flames. As you listen to the pause before the next room, perhaps reflect on the way God illuminates the world. The last room is an immersion experience of a sunrise over the desert. The colors of blue and violet are scattered, leaving space for yellow, orange, and red. Listen to the words by M.C. Richards, Beethoven, and Thomas Merton as you imagine the light slowly emerging from the bottom to the top, spreading light to all parts of the room until suddenly your eyes focus on a flooded area of light which becomes too bright to look at. Art is about seeing the invisible, hearing the inaudible, and unleashing the creative spirit. Art is not a matter of having good taste. All that matters is being able to taste what is present, to experience life. The most beautiful thing the potter produces is the potter himself. Every real creation of art is independent, more powerful than the artist himself, and returns to the divine through its manifestation. It is one with man only in this, that it bears testimony to the meditation of the divine in him. It was like waking from a dream of separateness. There is no way of telling people that they're walking around shining like the sun. At the center of our being is a point untouched by sin and by illusion, a point of pure truth, a spark which belongs entirely to God, inaccessible to the fantasies of our own mind or the brutalities of our own will. This little point is the pure glory of God in us, blazing with the invisible light of heaven. It is in everybody. And if we could see it, we would see billions of points of light coming together that would make all the darkness and cruelty of life vanish completely. I have no program for this seeing. It was only given. But the gates of heaven is everywhere. The whole world is secretly on fire. Perhaps allow time for playful exploration of fire before creating something in response to this meditation. Light a candle. Spend time in the sun, watch the stars in the night sky, or go for a brisk walk and notice the heat rising from your body. Or, as you create, listen to Richard Strauss' Alpine Symphony. It's a tone poem that depicts musically a sunny day's mountain climb from daybreak to nightfall. Perhaps, ask yourself, where's your heart burning with love or passion? What makes you come alive? When do you do your creative living? Listen now to the closing prayer from Beatrice Hernandez. God, we thank you and give you praise for Brother Fire. May we walk by fire's light. Even though darkened times and places, may fire illuminate each step along the path. Even when the distant view is unclear and in shadow, may fire purify you. 
burning away the cluttered underbrush and making way for new growth to sprout forth from the ashes. May fire warm and comfort you, dance for you, and energize you. God, we thank you and give you praise for Brother Fire. We praise you for the wonders of your creation, sun, moon, stars, and sky, earth, and air, fire, and water, north and south, east, and west. Mother, Father, God, grant us your creativity as we work to promote healing, health, wholeness, and hope in our world. Amen. Submissions for the art show will be taken until May 15th. You can view last year's exhibit on Idlewild's website. It features art from congregants of all ages. There was a wide range of mediums from painting to video to fiber arts. All are invited to participate as we explore how we pray with our hands and respond creatively to God's gift of fire. The elements of fire mentioned in the Bible would take more time than the podcast allows to explore. In the first chapter of Genesis, you have the creation of light. In Exodus, you have the burning bush. The poetry of the Psalms uses the language of nature and creation throughout. In the New Testament, Matthew writes about salt and light right after the Beatitudes. Luke talks about hearts burning in the Emmaus story. And in Acts, we have the story of Pentecost. In addition to the Bible, here are the other resources from the podcast. A book by Christine Vultures Painter, Water, Wind, Earth, and Fire, The Christian Practice of Praying with the Elements. The John O'Donohue Blessing was from his book, To Bless the Space Between Us. The book and documentary by David Suzuki, The Sacred Balance, is a visual celebration of our place in nature. The closing prayer was adapted from Beatrice Hernandez' Praise for the Four Elements, written in the Native American tradition and in the tradition of St. Francis' Canticle of Creation. The M.C. Richards quotes were from a documentary of her life titled Fire Within that you can rent online. Emily's website is Emily Gasso, E-M-I-L-I-I-E, Gasso, G-O-S-S-I-A-X. Justin Resnick website is Justin Resnick, R-E-Z-N-I-C-K. The Colleen Carroll quote came from her children's book, How Artists See the Elements. The author Dove Painting is owned by the University of Mississippi's Museum of Art in Oxford. A group from Idlewild is going down there for the day, April 30th, to visit the museum and eat on the square at City Grocery. You can find more information about that trip on Idlewild's website. Thank you for participating in this meditation on fire as part of 1750 Arts at Idlewild, Praying With Your Hands series.